your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is a question from Cynthia, from Cynthia, and uh, it says, every time I ride my horse, he gets really hot and it makes riding super difficult. Don't I know it? <laughs> why, uh, why is he acting like this and what can I do to calm him down? Okay, so this is a really, really common horsey thing that gets going on with your horsey compadre and, uh... There is a few different things you can do. The one that I have found to be the most successful would probably have to be the redirecting. And it's really important to understand about redirecting. And there's videos of this on the uh, Buckaroo crew. But the thing to understand about redirecting is it's not going in uh, tiny circles or whatever, because uh, generally that'll just get them in better shape. And, you know, you've probably heard that story. Redirecting is doing multiple, multiple soft uh, kind of smooth direction changes. And I'm talking like every, every two seconds you're doing a direction change. It would almost be like riding in a, in a figure eight that would be being drawn in the dirt in a 30 foot round pen. Think of it like that. So you have to keep them in the same general area and lots of bending and redirecting that excess energy. So the other really important thing about redirecting is when I say opening up, that just means you kind of let let the reins slacken temporarily and you just give a brief second of letting the horse feel that when he slowed up, even if it was for an eighth of a second and only one step, as you're redirecting the instant, and you'll have to really pay attention when you're first starting this because the, the change they make will be very slight. But if you can reward that slight change, it will quickly become more noticeable and it will get easier, but you have to be paying a lot of attention. And if you feel them even get the slightest bit slower in their feet, and even if it's only an eighth of a second, you need to just, for that eighth of a second, feed a little rain back to them. Even if you only feed back half an inch of slack. And when I say open up or feed back the reins, remember, you're going to constantly have them in a bend or be asking them to change directions in some kind of way. And uh, you can do this, and I've done it with multiple really hot uh, track horses and barrel horses, and it works really well. Now this, you know, depending on how long the horse has been convinced that that's the way he needs to be, this could, you know, the really extreme cases, it could take up to two or three weeks to get them to come down. And, um, usually with these type of horses, you also get horses that people say overly sensitive to the leg. A, a really a better term for that is the horse is interpreting and responding to the leg in the wrong frame of mind. 
In other words, the leg is causing him to be reactive, not responsive. And mostly the thing that goes with that is the mental systems in the horse. So usually what goes with that is a horse to where if you feel like you breathe just the wrong way, or God forbid you let a heel accidentally touch him, then it's just going to stir him all up and he'll just need, you know, more and more redirecting. But as you get them better at redirecting and especially when you're doing it and they can actually be redirected from a trot down to a walk, uh, well, then it starts getting easier because that horse, you know, you're making it the horse's idea to slow down. You're not making him slow down. You're setting it up and allowing him to find it and use his own mind and work through the problem. So this is why it's so successful. It's way more successful than just continually slowing them down physically with the bid or something like that. And, uh, it you will have much quicker, much better results. It's all about the mental. Now, why a horse can get like this, they can become like this for multiple different reasons, but it will always stem from lack of confidence in the horse being unsure of how to be. So he will start getting tense and tight, and then it will just feed off of itself and kind of domino effect. And then before long, you've got a horse that... uh that is real jiggy and prancy and hot. Uh, remember this. Think of uh, like your average barrel horse. They can't really go around on a loose rein. They've got their neck real tense. Their head's all up. They're pushing on the bit. Okay, well, uh, horses are not not born hot and goey. They have to learn to be that way. And the way they learn to be that way is... It can be from uh, overabundance of feed, so they're, they've got way too much energy. That's definitely not helping the situation. It can be from riding on a too tight of a rein too often. And I know what you're thinking. Well, I have to ride on a tight rein because otherwise he goes too fast. And, and But be, because you ride him on a tight rein is part of why he goes too fast and it's just this big uh, domino effect. So there can be multiple reasons why horses get hot, but it's always because they have not had clear enough communication to become sure enough of what they needed to do. So because of that lack of confidence in themselves, you wind up with a horse that is very unsure of everything his whole entire life any type of interaction with a human he's not real sure about it so his self-preservation will rise up and cause him to start doing the type of things that horses do that we have uh coined the term of being hot or goey or out in front of the leg too much and stuff like that so redirecting uh i believe actually the the last podcast we did or maybe the one before that we talked all about softening the body and getting the head where it was really good at lowering and softening at the pole coming off the bit uh never getting the horse so good to where he would never let you actually pull on him he would always give in his neck and his withers and his pole his ribs 
uh, in the virtual clinic on buckrewcrew.com. You'll see in there where we spend a lot of time getting the hind end to step to the left and then the front end to step to the right, uh, back up one step, go forward three, walk for 10, side pass for two, back up for three. So getting refined control of their feet, getting those feet where they're real loose and free, getting all the braces out of the feet, that will help get the braces out of the mind. So it all goes together. You know, you can't have you can't have the physical be really good how it needs to be and not have the mental also be how it needs to be. You can't have one be really good and the other be bad and vice versa. They go hand in hand. So, you know, the, the way you fix a hot horse is we change the way we're doing things. But redirecting will definitely speed up the process. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, even, even a horse that's overreactive to the leg, once you get them good at redirecting and they're kind of starting to be able to walk around without tension on the reins and things, you want to start introducing some leg to them. You'll start hugging them with your legs and petting them with their legs. And obviously this is going to make them get, get, uh, kind of back up to hot and go again. So that gives you yet another opportunity to redirect them until they come down and basically feel a little lazy. And then the moment that they settle, you take your legs off and open the reins back up yet again. So you're basically reversing that. Sometimes people say, well, won't this make my horse dull to the leg? Well, you probably wouldn't do it to that point. You know, uh, you could, you could take a horse that was just right and do redirecting for long enough and he would get to where right when you put a leg on him, he would just stop, stand there and fall asleep. So you wouldn't overdo this, but at the same time, you have to remember, uh, if your horse is sensitive to the leg, but in the wrong kind of way, you're better off getting him to where he's not sensitive to the leg and his brain stays, uh, he stays mentally sound. So always remember that. And then once you get, once you get his mental soundness regained, then you can teach him to be sensitive to the leg, but in the right kind of way to where he doesn't lose his mind because he is now responding to the leg. So, uh, that's a really common problem in the horse world. Uh, and, especially when you get up into higher performance, but the, uh, the really good performance trainers, if you talk to them, what you'll find is they do a lot of cross training type work. A really good one that I worked for one time, he said, well, yeah, we kind of, you know, run them hard and do a lot of speed things when we're at a show on the weekend. So we kind of tear them up a little on the weekends, but then we have five days in the middle of the week to put them back together again. And that was a, to me, that was a really profound statement. And ideally, you know, as you go, your horse gets where he can handle more and more without getting hot. So that's what you're going for. All right. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that helps you out. We will see you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James podcast. Real, simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends.